Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. According to science... Which I actually have a uh, cut of, super cut of. I'll share with you. Leonardo DiCaprio is dating an ex's baby sister. This will be fun. <laughs> and gross. Get to both those stories here in a bit. But first, let's begin the Sour Z News with the most anticipated movies of 2024. Okay, so there are some good ones coming out. Any guesses on what number? Do you want number one first, or shall I do a countdown? Uh, countdown, countdown backwards. Countdown yes. backwards. All right. Number 10, A Quiet Place, day one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the scary ones. I like those. Gladiator 2. Who is in Gladiator 2? Hold on, I'll look it up. It's going to be dumb. <laughs> if we don't know, that means it's going to suck. All right, it's number... It's not Russell, oh, Russell Crowe? Crow. It says Russell Crowe. Oh, is he, he in it? He can't be. He died in the first Maybe one. Maybe he's coming back. Did he? I don't remember. It was so well, many years ago. Let me did. see. Hold Beth on. died on uh, Guiding Light, and she came back to life. That's true, multiple times. Well, I guess it's going to be flashbacks for him. Everybody oh. else, I don't know. Paul Mezcal. Denzel Washington. Connie okay. Nielsen, Derek Jacoby. That was an intense movie. Oh, yeah. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Oh, Pedro. Oh, Pedro. All right. Number eight, Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrim. Okay. It's an animated prequel. Uh, number seven, Inside Out 2. Oh, that's a cute movie. That's an adorable movie. Despicable Me 4. Okay. Fun. Venom 3. I have still not seen one or two. That's a snake movie, so no thank you. No, it's not a snake movie. Oh. It's a superhero movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Venom Isn't is a superhero. Isn't he a snake? Uh, he's more of a lizard-like thing, I believe. Oh. But Venom would make more sense, wouldn't it, if he were mm-hmm. a snake? I don't know. I'm All out. right. Yeah. Number four, Dune Part 2. <laughs> were you not a fan of Dune? I love Dune Part 1. <laughs> Dude, well, this is Scott. Are you not familiar with not Dune? Not at all. Never heard of Dune? Not a clue. Dune? I've heard right. of it. I've heard of it. I watched, like, oh, I think I Oh, it's got Timothy start- Chalamet Yes, it, it does. Yeah. And Austin. But- oh, and Jeff Florence They're in Pugh. a desert. Yes. It, it's, it's pretty it's, big. It did well. It's like futuristic, isn't yeah. it? Kind oh. of. Yeah. Then I won't like it. I think it. I watched a little bit of it and might have fallen asleep. I don't know. Okay. All right. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire at number three. Yep. Beetlejuice 2. Right. Yes. So many of these are sequels. And number one, Deadpool 3. Oh, okay. Of course, Deadpool three. It's not even on the list. The Beverly Hills. No, that's <laughs> the one you know. I'm most excited about. We're all waiting for you to give us the details. Well, yeah. this is from Fandango, so it's probably a list of movies you have to purchase tickets for. Oh, to oh, see, yeah. as opposed yeah, 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 yeah. 
too. Yeah, because, you know, Beverly Hills Cop is just going to be on Netflix. So. Oh. All right. Well, with that, we'll take a break. We got a bunch of other stuff to get you caught up on. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art i'm overdressed it's a walk in the dog kind of day mm-hmm. sure is. yeah i think we might cool go day. to the uh king's island holiday thing tonight winterfest oh fine Be a nice day to get on a roller coaster true nice night Got a lot of people thinking the same yeah, thing. I know. Let's go early. Right now, 35 at Q102. All right. James Freeze, bling in a box. We're on the final box, kids. This is it. So we know it's worth $3,000 if you can just find it. So the jewelry box is hidden somewhere in the tri-state. Outside, you have access to it 24 hours a day. If you've never played this game before, now might be the time to jump in. Okay. Great weather. Final box. You know it's worth three grand. We're ready for clue number four. So I'll do a quick review of one through three and then give you the new one. The final box. Yes, it's time. Your last chance. One more rhyme. You better be sharp to take this on. In this game, don't be a pawn. It's not a building, but there's a wall. It's pretty wide and fairly tall. Drive by slow and you may spot it. Grab the box and yell, you got it. A place to go when you're young and free. This is a spot where you might go pee. Walk around. Check out the sights. You should be okay if you're afraid of heights. All right. Here we go. Don't look high. Keep your eyes low. It's not a concert or a kind of show. But someone stands at the front of the room. Many are enthralled, a few sensing doom. Don't look high. Keep your eyes low. It's not a concert or a kind of show, but someone stands at the front of the room. Many are enthralled, a few sensing doom. Go find the box. Another clue. Here at 840 and on James Free's Facebook page at 835. Now, more Jeff and Jen. This sounds so much like something Leonardo DiCaprio would do that it just, it's it's got to be made up. It's like, oh, come on, really? If that makes any sense. So, some background on this story, if you don't know the history. Some 30 years ago, we're going back here to 1993, Leon, Leonardo DiCaprio dated Kate Moss. Like, they were a thing, right? They were an item. 30 years ago. Celebrity couple. And they were both 19 at the time. Okay. Now, the British tabloids, which are not always that reliable, so take this with a grain of salt. I'm just telling you it's out there. It's what they're saying on that side of the pond. They're saying that he went on a secret date with Kate's younger sister, Lottie. And how old is Lottie? Lottie is 25, and uh, Kate and Leo are both 49 now. That does seem wow. a little old for what he usually dates. 25. 25, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It's up there. I mean, she's out of college. She's past college age. Yeah. This I hope this is not true. They're half sisters. Um, but I'll just point out here, if you're doing the math, consider again, I the background on this that Kate and Leo dated thirty years ago. Yeah. Lottie was five years from even being born. Oh my gosh. When Leo dated yeah, her sister. Her sister. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I wonder what Kate thinks of all of this. I want a comment know? from Kate. Right. I mean, is Leo showing up at uh, Christmas dinner? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> and Kate's there? No. Oh, that would be so weird. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Leo. I know. Leo. Leo, Leo, Leo. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. The worst song ever recorded. Proud Mary. Old really? time rock and roll. Really? Unchained Melody. You don't like any of those? Horrible songs. <laughs> I thought it was always Horrible. We Built This City on Rock and Roll. Wasn't uh, that that's like, not great either. Yeah, I feel like I remember talking about that a million years ago. Uh, I think that made some list. The worst song list. of all time that was did. that or it something. Did. All right. But now three scientists have crafted what they believe is the worst song of all time, and they based it on a survey where people listed the elements of a song that they would hate the most. So their answers included cowboy lyrics, a chorus of... <laughs> A chorus of kids. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Bagpipe howls. Oh. Bossa Nova synths. What's that mean? Bossa Nova, it's like a, a, like a rhythm. It's a rhythm. Yeah. Okay. Advertise- Advertising slogans also made the list. Mm. Oh. So the science guys took all of that and more and jammed it into a 22-minute track that is truly horrifying. It's called The Most un- Unwanted Song. It includes an opera singer rapping text from philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein's book, Tracticus Logico Philosophicus. <laughs> I'm so glad you have all these big words to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far I'm in. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Where's the German beer? This is an edited sort of a supercut. Yeah. That's the cowboy part? Yeah. Yeah. And are those bag? Those aren't bagpipes, are they? That's an opera singer rapping about cowboy living. That is pretty good. Yeah, there are your bagpipes. I actually don't mind this, and I've played worse on this radio station. (laughs) Behave. Children's choir chanting about various holidays like Christmas, Easter, and Yom Kippur are are involved. Look at this photograph. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Well, at least it's not a ballad. That's That's true. true. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. (sighs) Okay, so we did our own research to find the greatest song of all time. Yeah. And it's a perfect tie between two songs. Are you familiar with The Politics of Dancing by Reflex? Yes. The pol- yes. Okay, so it's a toss-up between that and Tim's and, and my favorite song. So there's this. The tie between this. The Politics of Reflex. Oh, 
And here's the other one. I never understood why that song was so... It's great. I would argue this is the best of the two. Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Just one of his many great hits. The only one. The only one. I mean, I can understand why that was a hit, but why for so many years? That I don't know, man. We heard a Bengals game, slaps, and they were playing it during, like, a timeout or something. It People was great. like, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's, like, Money Mac, too. Return of the mm-hmm. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. So what's that other dance? What's the dance song you played? The Politics of Dancing by Reflex. I don't know if I know it's that like one. It's an 80s song. It's 80s. Oh. Yeah. There's, like, an 80s, kind of like an 80s club hit more than it was a radio hit, I feel like. You said that, and I felt, and I heard "Cha Cha Slide" in my mind for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> hmm. So Mickey and Minnie Mouse officially enter the public domain in 2024. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's only the versions that appeared in the 1928 animated short "Steamboat Willie." So I haven't, nec- I haven't seen so we're that gonna... Mickey and Minnie, but that's the first, right? Yeah, that the was very the very first. first. It came out in yeah. November 18th. I feel like was the date because we share that birthday. So are we going to get a uh, Steamboat Willie horror slaughter movie or something soon, like they did with Winnie the Pooh? Probably. So you only get 100 years on those copyrights, huh? I guess. That's the longest? You can't, like, renew that or go on a subscription plan or something? I don't know how that works exactly. Wow. Yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending with season 12 on HBO. Larry David says he's going to be able to shed his character persona and become the person God intended him to be, someone who is kind, considerate, and caring. Hmm. Nice. Anybody still watching that? I don't. I and I heard it was really funny though for a lot of years. So yeah, there's just so much stuff out there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, how different do you think it is from what it was like mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years ago? Or are they still kind of doing this the same, same shtick? Thing. I don't know. Uh, did you guys talk about this on the hot list? Uh, Luke Combs. The video he posted on Instagram, that whole story. We did not, Mm-mm. but I did read this story yesterday. Yeah, we don't. Good. We don't play any Luke Combs, or at least not a, at least not a ton of Luke Combs on Q102. But he posted a video on Instagram yesterday talking about just how sick to his stomach he was after finding out that he basically accidentally sued a fan for selling unlicensed merch. And I saw the headline of the story, and I said, how do you accidentally sue someone? Yeah. Well, evidently, his lawyers sued this fan for selling unlicensed merch unbeknownst to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a judge ordered the woman to pay Luke $250,000, and the $5,000 in her Amazon account got seized. Yeah, so she was a fan, and she was selling, like, Luke Combs tumblers on... Amazon or Etsy or whatever. So she wasn't necessarily stealing his likeness, but kind of was. But he definitely profiting off it or yes. referencing him in a sort of But I think she only way. made like four hundred bucks and ended up having to pay all this other money. Yeah. So Luke uh sent her twice that to help with bills and now he is actually selling a $20 tumbler on his website with all of the proceeds going to help her out. But here's the 
Instagram that he did the other day. A woman that's being sued by me for $250,000. I spent the last two hours trying to, to make this right. And so we do have a company that goes after supposedly large corporations making counterfeit t-shirts, things of that nature, running illegal businesses. And she got in trouble apparently for making tumblers. So she told me there's $5,500 locked up in her Amazon account. I'm going to double that, send her $11,000 today. I'm going to make my own tumbler today. All that money is going to go to Nicole and her family. And uh, I invited Nicole and her family out to a show uh, this year so I could give her a hug and say sorry in person. Yeah. That's so above and beyond. That's that super nice. That is super yeah. nice. At the same time, they probably still asked her to stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Not supposed to do that. It's right. illegal, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting, though, that he even has attorneys going after people for counterfeit merch, though. Oh, I'm sure. It's oh, a lot of companies do. Big business out yeah. there for that. For sure. I mean, it's mind-blowing to me, you know, how many different just people make stuff, you know? Like, going dead, just going down to the holiday market. It's like, people use other People's companies, logos names, company images, names. and likenesses. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, all all, these, it's all it's, it's rampant. It's ra- yeah, all the I mean, Bengals shirts that are out there, yes. and the red shirts, and sure. any, all the sports merchandise stuff yeah. that's out there. Yeah, but a I lot mean, of them get away with it because they're pretty under the radar. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So how did you know the fact that they even found this woman is pretty? I remember asking Cincy shirts about that. Like we asked them, and they were like, they have to approve. They have to get their designed, mm-hmm. and then they send it to the NFL. And then that comes back. So that's how they can use their, like, a lot of the Bengals likeness mm-hmm. stuff. But if, if if they did a Google search or something and she popped up, uh, maybe she paid for search engine optimization that kind of made her a little more visible than, right. than was helpful. Yeah. I could see that potentially getting her noticed and in some hot water. Mm. Anyway, I just thought that was cool. It was really neat that yeah. he did that. Anything else, Jen? No, that's it. All right, we'll leave it there for now. We got more for it coming up after seven o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. Uh, if you guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of sixth row tickets to the Trans Siberian Orchestra concert on December 29th. It's all part of our twelve rows of TSO countdown, and we're about halfway through today. There were actually two shows on the 29th. I believe this is for the 7.30 p.m. show, and we'll do that coming up next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Laura. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. Doing great. I got your headlines here. 
There are three of them. If you can identify the real one, then you are going to sit in the sixth row at the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Show, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, so is it A? Four women got mugshots after being arrested at a bar called Mugshots. Is it B, four nursing home residents arrested at Hooters for going topless? Or C, four Harry Potter superfans arrested for poking people with their magic wands? <laughs> and I have to guess which one is true, right? Right, the real one. Okay, I'm going to say B. No, it's not. Is it A? It's A. Oh, wow. It's a. That's awesome. I do have the story here. It'll be just a moment. There we go. Yeah, there is a... I do think it's funny. There's a bar in Memphis called Mugshots Bar and Grill. Hmm. That's a fun name. For Just a bar. asking for it. Yeah. And if they needed any new decor, they could use these new mugshots. The female bar manager at Mugshots, along with three other female employees, were arrested for allegedly beating up a waitress on Sunday. Oh, you can't do that. The waitress says it started with her talking to her manager's ex-boyfriend. Oh, no. And that's when things went south when the manager caught wind of that. Mm. Uh, evidently, she was punched in the face numerous times. Not just punched in the face, but stomped. Oh, and, no. And while she's on the ground, kept kicking her while she was down. Uh, the woman lost consciousness, has two black eyes, Several mm. bruises all over her body, cuts on her body. Mm, um, she will recover. The four women were all charged with aggravated assault. I mean, it was just a pile on. Yeah, it sounds like it. They got mug shots taken, but unfortunately, they can't put them up in the bar because the day of the fight, the bar was celebrating its last day open before closing permanently. Oh, so, so there was an emotional component. I guess well. so, man. They went out with Very a bang. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's 7.15. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, time for a mom and pop spot. We do it every Friday. Uh, we're looking for a struggling local business. Mm -hmm. uh, can't be can't be a chain. Can't be a big company where, where this is for the mom and pops. This is for a business that maybe has uh, got potential, got promise, maybe loved in the community, but is just struggling to either find its footing or gain some traction. Small business ownership mm -hmm. is yep. really hard, and it's a lot of work. Right. So I want to do our part here to support those that are out there trying to live the American dream. That's right. <laughs> Indeed. And we try to look for things that are unique, things that maybe we haven't necessarily done before. So if you know of a business or you own a business or are part of a business and can represent the business well, uh, this is a little one-off where we create sort of an amateur radio commercial uh, because we kind of are amateurs. Like, yes, we work on the radio, but, you know, we do a show. We're mm -hmm. not commercial producers. We're not advertising executives. It's, it's a related field, but it's not exactly in our lane. Correct. But we can get it done for. We can get something fun done for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. This will yeah. be the last one of the year too, because well, possibly we this, we discussed this, doing oh, a week on it. We might be doing something super special oh. next week. Well, we haven't done one in a long time. You're right. Yeah, it's well, been a bit. It's We're had, due. Yeah, several of us have taken off on Fridays. 
<laughs> That's okay. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, reach out to us, 513-749-2320, if you can think of something off the top of your head, and we'll come up. It usually takes us about an hour. We'll we'll interview you, ask you a bunch of questions about the business, you know, what you're trying to convey, what your specialty is, what makes you unique, sort mm-hmm. of a standout mm-hmm. in the community. And uh, we'll go from there, see what we can come up with. No matter what happens, it'll be fun. No matter what happens, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, you get what you pay for. That's right. So. I know. I didn't even think about it. I should probably find. Let me see if I can find. Was it the last one we did, that deli place in Hamilton? Was that Allen's Market? Oh I think that gosh. was it. Was it really? Yeah, Sounds that was the right. last one oh, we it's did. it's been a while then. All right. I want to go to that place still. Yeah, 513 <laughs> Seven four nine twenty three twenty. I almost gave my cell phone number. <laughs> I, you know, I I've done that. Jen. That's funny. I know. Jen's done that before. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's kind of an example of our of our work from our portfolio, our demo <laughs> reel. Uh, I think this is the last job we did. Fill up your abdomen at the best market in Hamilton, Allen's market tenderloin ribeye fillets chicken pork and more stock up on your favorite cold cuts and deli meat have the team at allen's make you a fresh sandwich for lunch or choose from one of their daily specials chicken dumpling soup dill pickle pasta salad ham salad cheese balls balls and killer taco dip Allen's has school pizzas. I've been looking all over for those. And Allen's has catering, too. Order a taco bar for your next family get-together. Wait, did someone say taco bar? Allen's Market, hello. Fill up your abdomen at the best market in Hamilton. Allen's Market. Ooh, let's see what's in the crock pot today. Market. On Schuler, just off Hancock. So, you know, that's. There you go. That's. That was a really good one. I forgot yeah. about that. We yeah. don't have a choir of fancy professional singers. You know, it's. But the talent we got, we got you know. Man, we can make a rhyme word. <laughs> we can. Something. We can rhyme with anything. <laughs> so, 513 749 23. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good, how are you? Doing good. Great. So tell us, what business are you representing this morning? I'm representing Tri-State Compounding Pharmacy. Tri-State Compounding Pharmacy Pharmacy. and what? And Kunkel Medical. And Kunkel Medical. And Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever had a compounding pharmacy on a mom-and-pop spot before. What is the difference between a pharmacy and a compound pharmacy? We compound in our uh, lab there, so... 
um, everything that's commercially available. You can get at the retail pharmacies, but this is specialized. It's a niche where uh, if you can't get a certain dosage or form of medication, we go ahead and make it there for you specially. So you do the yeah. special blends. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like when my cat had cancer, uh, Joe needed a, a special medication for that that you know, wasn't really available at the vet's office. So we had to go to a, I don't, I don't believe it was yours, but we went to another compounding pharmacy where mm-hmm. they specially made a certain mixture for him in a, in a dosage for him that I could administer easily. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So to improve adherence. Yeah. And oftentimes instead of, you know, making things in pill form, you can do topicals or you can do nasal sprays. Paste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old amoxicillin paste. Yes, the paste. It. Yeah, they could flavor it for kids. Uh, You know, a lot of kids on the spectrum need compounded pharmaceuticals. So you could potentially do like a stovetop stuffing flavored penicillin? It's possible. (laughs) That's possible. It would be more like chicken pot pie. Okay. (laughs) That works. Jacob, who's your daily customer? Who's the average person that comes in there looking for something? Right now, we're we're compounding a lot of Ozempic, so our weight loss customers. Yeah, <laughs> That's I awesome. I bet you are. You trying to put it in and, a Rice Krispie uh, treat or something? Well, it's still I injection, but a jerk. That's <laughs> no, but that's a good <laughs> question. Be like, because it is an injection, so you're compounding, meaning you're adjusting the dosage, or you're delivering it in a different way. Uh, we're delivering it the same way, but since it's on back order. Uh, it's really hard to get, so we're able to step up to the plate and help out those customers that are not able to get the commercially available product. So you're kind of like cool. making it from scratch? I, yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. It would be thoroughly yeah. compounded. In a way. Yeah. That's so, funny. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, you probably, I would imagine, too, uh, there might be some el- elderly patients who are dealing with chronic conditions that could use something like this. No. Uh, yes, a lot of a lot of neuropathy patients. Mm. We use a lot of topical pain gels, which make all different types of formulations. And then also uh, a lot of uh, kids that have sickle cell disease. Mm. We we make a liquid uh, flavored uh, drugs hydroxyurea for for the to improve adherence for those children children. You can make anything taste like, like yummy cough syrup. So let yeah. me ask you this, Jacob. Now, obviously, a lot of this stuff we're talking about probably is doctor prescribed and set up that way. Oh, never mind. Okay. But do you, is it just a regular pharmacy where I can walk in there and buy some Sudafed and get some, uh, you know, some protein shakes and, the, you know, usual stuff? Or is this just yes. coming from the doctor's office? Um, a, a lot of it is uh, prescription-based, but we do have a medical supply out front. So we do have anything from uh, wheelchairs to uh, hospital beds we can rent. Walkers. Out. Like, okay. Yeah, all the, all the medical supplies. So if you need anything that you can't find here and there. It's what about CPAP equipment for, mm. uh, for people with sleep apnea? We don't have... CPAP uh, okay. machines. Uh, we do have like compression stockings and <laughs> right. stuff like and, that. Uh, like okay. golden chairs. Yeah. 
Uh, what about candy and gum and things like that? You know, little impulse purchases. We do have um, a small section of candy there, yes, but not not too much gum. Right. Stocking stuffers. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a lot of technical information. I am going to try my best to make this interesting. I just sort of think of it as like a sense. sandwich shop where you could go yeah. get like prepackaged goods or you could have it made fresh. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to make a distinction. Yeah, made fresh. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, well, give us an hour. We're going to write a little script, throw some music on, maybe write a jingle, throw some sound effects in, and uh, we'll call you back in about an hour, play it back for you. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. All right, Sounds hang good. on. i got to get your phone number. We Thanks, got Jake. the address, right. right? We know where he is. All right. Yeah, Anderson, yeah. Beach Mountain. Okay, hang cool. on. How long have you been in business? Oh, it's, that's a great question. It's, it's, it goes back. It used to be called Kunkel's. Yeah. Um, so you've been around for a while. Yeah, we've been around for quite a while. Yeah, okay. we've, we've got a couple messages as we've been talking. Kunkels has been around forever. Great. Kunkels is great. Okay, hang on. We're just going to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Jacob. There you go. Okay. okay. Rock and roll. This one's going to be a deal. Made fresh daily. All right. Hey, we like a challenge. I do. I know. it. This is great. All right, it is 728, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, are gifts more exciting now than when you were a kid? And being terrified of dying can accomplish just that. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Things to do just to spice things That's up. That's right. <laughs> also, are gifts more exciting now than when you were a kid? Hmm. We will get to both those stories here in a bit, but first, uh, let's begin with seven holiday tidings, real quick. To celebrate the holiday season, we dug through the internet to find a few more interesting nuggets. Uh, and here's a festive rundown. If Santa Claus had a nationality, okay. which country would he be from based on everything you know about Santa Claus? And it's interesting because there was one emerging country that stood out. The rest didn't even get half the numbers that this country got. Okay. 34% said that if Santa Claus had a nationality, he would be from Norway. That and, was the top answer. And why Norway? Do we know? No, I mean, I imagine when you go back and you look at all of the, the, the legends, the history of, you know, how Santa Claus came to be, mm -hmm. um, much of it, I guess, is derived from Nordic culture, would be my guess. 
That was the top answer. 15% said Canadian. I mean, they're both northern countries, so there's that. (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. And then 6% said, no, dude, he's totally American. Of course. But the same percentage of people who said American said, but he could also be Russian. (laughs) Yeah. And then the remaining 31% were kind of split, like, between, well, but he could be from another Scandinavian country like Finland or Denmark. Um, some people said even Turkey or or Greece. But Norway was. The I could go with Norway. Top I'd be all right with yeah. Norway. Yeah, somebody should write him a letter. Include that in your letter when you write Santa. Why don't you ask him? Yeah. You know, where are you? Yeah. Who are your grandparents? Right. Where are they from? Meanwhile, it's been a tough year for some companies, so people are venting about the cheap and terrible holiday bonuses they received. They include a sales team that got a book on how to be better at sales. Merry Christmas. Oh, God. One company handed out $10 Starbucks cards. Cheesecake factory workers, I'm told, were given a cheesecake from Costco. You're kidding. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, let's see. Another company, another company held a mandatory work party that cost money to attend. Oh my God. You had to pay, so, you had to buy a ticket. You, you go to your company Christmas Right. Party. So not only do you have to pay to go to the party, <laughs> it's required. That you it's have to, mandatory. Oh my God. That's hilarious. One company gave out a $30 DoorDash voucher. You know, I mean, that is, well, I'd be all right I'd with take that. that. I mean, yeah, okay. Another one gave out a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. I mean, are some of these gifts, is it better to give nothing than to give what they gave? You know, it might be. It might be. <laughs> just, you know, level with them and just say, yeah, we're, yeah. we're just, we can't. Sorry, we can't do it. Or we choose not to do it. We're, one person said we got told we were getting nothing. And management's reason, it wasn't because, you know, these are challenging economic times. It was... Well, not everyone celebrates Christmas, so it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. That's very funny. BuzzFeed has a holiday-themed Never Have I Ever survey, and it found 26% of people say they've never peaked at a present. Never peaked at a present? Yeah. I mean, I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Maybe a little bit when I was a kid. But I learned really quickly that I didn't. Like, it kind of took the fun out of the surprise for me, so I stopped doing it. Yeah. And now I don't want to know. Yeah. Because I really do want the surprise. 39% claim they've never re-gifted anything. Oh, I have, and I'm totally open about it. Just like, yeah, I got this for, but I don't do it on someone's special occasion. Right. I just do it randomly. Mm-hmm. So, like, a few days after Christmas, I might come in and say, Hey Jen, I got this for Christmas. Uh, it's you know, it's I'm not, not something that's really my style, but I thought maybe you would enjoy. Yeah, this. which is nice. That is that people have gotten. Do you think people have gotten pretty good though about buying you presents and buying you things that are that you would like? Or is there is there one or two particular people in your world that always get it wrong? Um. My thing is, and I noticed this when we were cleaning up for the renovation, is I just, I thank you for the book 
Mm-hmm. But I have so many books mm-hmm. of craft cocktails for the holidays, which are lovely, and I uh-huh. have them, and I've I've used them, but I just I can't handle any more. Like I just I I don't have space for more stuff. Okay. So I'm sort of more about just maybe time, mm-hmm. maybe dinner, mm-hmm. an experience. Yeah. Jeff's got nothing but time. <laughs> So we started watching Succession. Mm, yeah. And in the first couple episodes, it's uh, it's it's the main character's birthday. And everybody's struggling. And this guy's like a multi-billionaire. You yeah. know, he's one of the richest men on the planet. Like, what do you get the man who has everything? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the richest man on the planet to feel like you literally have everything. Like, there's not an object that I can think of that I want. Right. And if I think of it, it's usually something little that I can buy myself and mm-hmm. I need it right now. So it's not practical for me to put it on a Christmas list. Right. So I would be okay with Do you make a Christmas list? I do. Oh, yeah? What was on your list this year? I can't tell you. <laughs> That'll be revealed on Friday. Okay. A week from today. All right. Three percent of people think retailers need to keep the holiday displays up year round. Three percent makes them feel good. Yeah, I can remember one year my tree stayed up till April, and then somebody else actually took it down. They just got the. It was a twelve foot tree, man. It took me days to put up because I went to town on it. It was beautiful. Yeah, and then I was just like, I just never. I had the, I would look at it and be like, that's got to come down. And I'm like, oh, not right now. Right. Um, speaking of Norway, I was just reminded that on, I think it was the Hallmark channel that came out with Christmas in Norway. It's one of those holiday movies Uh that was unique in the sense that they actually spent the money to film it on location in Norway. Okay. And we watched it and I'm not like big on Hallmark Christmas movies. I know Tim loves them and I Mm -hmm. know you probably enjoy them too, but Mm -hmm. this was like really good. Okay. Like surprisingly good. And they actually were taking the time to, as best they could. I mean, it was made for an American television audience, so they were kind of loose with sure. how often they speak English and all that, but <laughs> it was still really well done, uh-huh. and it just kind of feeds into the whole Santa Claus must be from Norway. Yeah, it just makes sense. Idea. Yeah. Uh, more than a third of Americans are planning to make finance-related New Year's resolutions for 2024. We talk about making New Year's resolutions, and when we think of New Year's resolutions, we think of... You know, how can we how can we better ourselves? How can we take better care of our body? And a lot of the time, finances get ignored. Uh, but overall, half of us are planning to make a New Year's resolution involving money. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Those resolutions. I really liked with that late. We did a story last week that a, a, a woman said, you know, if you want to really make your your was it fitness or was it? New Year's resolution in general. I, I think, think it, it might was, have been yeah. just in general. Mm-hmm. Just start now. Start now. Because if you can do it now at, at the busiest time of year, then you've got no excuses come January, February, March. Right. You can't say you don't have time. I like that idea. Agreed. I start your, st- I start your start diet and now. exercise right now. I'm too busy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
But there seems to be a lot of interest in that approach. Uh, 70% say they would be interested in taking a different approach to New Year's resolutions, like making more of those incremental mm-hmm. lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan. I like that. Yep. According to AccuWeather, however, you might not want to get your hopes up for a white Christmas because the probability of snow is low for most of the country. I saw that this morning, Jeff. They put up, like, the USA map, and it was, like, a lot of it was, like, they shaded it red, I think, if it was going to be, like, no chance. And almost all of the U.S. is red. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I lived in Florida for eight years, and I enjoyed my time down there, but that was the one thing that I disliked about living down there is i missed those white christmases that i was used to growing up in new england yeah it was weird christmases were weird yeah i don't know if i would like that either like we went to i enjoyed like a couple years ago the day after christmas we went to um clearwater like that area yeah um and I liked being there because it was warm, but it didn't feel like Christmas. Like, they yeah. had all their decorations up still, and it just felt really odd. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't you... For me, I feel like it's got to be cold, snowy. You know, you got to have a coat on at Christmas. Right. Yeah. Um. I, so, I own a condo in Fort Myers. I have tenants living there, but I receive all of the email exchanges between the tenants. We're on this, uh, like, this, this list server... Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks are not down there. Like a lot of the folks, you know, they're seasonal. Yeah. Like they own it, but they're only there for part of the year and they Mm -hmm. rent it out the rest of the time. My tenants are full time, which is why I never get to hang out down there. Yeah. But um, they're they're struggling. They're having a really hard time because they want to organize these festive holiday parties and they just don't have the people to like do it all. Right. And then. The residents who were there who spend the time to beautify and decorate, they don't have anyone to share it and enjoy it with. <laughs> right. Uh, and so they're sending out the email saying, is anybody going to be down here? And we got people from like Minnesota and Michigan and Pennsylvania and stuff said, we'd love to. Can you send pictures? We'd love to be down there, but we can't. Yeah. And then when you're in Ohio and you don't have a white Christmas, you're like, well, I may as well be down there. I'll tell you what was great about living in Florida around Christmas time is putting the lights up outside was a heck of a lot easier. (laughs) You know, you could spend days. You could really go to town. And I did. when I Do people do do a lot of light decorating? Oh, heck yeah, because the weather's great, you know. And there were a lot of businesses that would do it for you. You know, you could hire people to come and put your lights up for you and i could just remember in our neighborhood there was another house in mine and we kind of were in this i did not know them but i you know was always eyeing their decorations i was a little competitive at the time probably in a slightly unhealthy way and (laughs) I, i was every time they'd add one i'm like oh and and I kept trying to one up them, right? Were they trying to one up you? I don't know. I have no idea. But it felt like it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so because the people like me, the viewers, are the ones who benefit. You from were enjoying the, it, right? Yeah. All the festivities, the festiveness of it all. Right. But when they turned their palm tree into a candy cane, oh, that was cool. That was cool, and I was oh, like, that's awesome. oh, they got me. Yeah, there's a town in or in the Orlando area called winter park which i mean they're 
it's somewhat affluent community anyway, so they got the money to do this. But they decorate their downtown. It's stunning during the wintertime. And I think that may be part of why they sort of overcompensate on the lights and the holiday decorations because they don't have any hope of getting any snow. Right. So they're willing to put more effort into decorations like that. But And your decorations last longer because the weather doesn't <laughs> destroy yeah. them. I mean, Winter Park's not exactly a tourist destination because it's not really near the water. But right. if you just happen to be in the Orlando area around Christmas time because you're going to Disney, if you can kind of get off campus and spend a little bit of time in Winter Park, maybe go to dinner or do a little shopping or something, it's yeah. beautiful at yeah. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, what else do we have here? A lot of older folks, they love to talk about how things were better when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Even though they had to walk 20 miles to uh, school uphill in the snow. Without any shoes. Barefoot. Right. <laughs> Barefoot, I tell you. Uh, but is it possible that the Christmas spirit is actually stronger these days than it was then? Because in the latest poll, 77% of parents today agree that the holiday season, they think, they feel, is just as magical now as it was when they were kids. And 44, I'm sorry, 46% of parents say they think that gift giving is even more exciting now than it was when they were kids. Now, they didn't elaborate on that. So it's unclear if the parents are just more excited about the gifts they're receiving themselves. Or the gifts we're giving. Or it's more exciting watching their kids open the presents. We love that part about it. Yeah. Watching our daughter open her presents. Like, you know, when you're like when Scott and I are dating, it was fun. You know, just the two of us. But it's way more fun when you have a kid at Christmas because it really does bring the magic to life. You know what I mean? The spirit. It just feels better. I don't know. And about 75% of American parents tend to follow the same holiday traditions today as they did when they were kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm always impressed with families who sometimes will nudge it a little more in a certain direction like hey do we really have to stop and wait as one person opens a present that's nah, my family did one it. at a time oh no it was yeah. but you know you want to but here was my family's argument this was the why we did it well one you want to see the person opening the gift that you gave them if everybody's just yes. going all crazy you want to see that person open that gift that you gave them and then everybody wants to see what you gave each other of course I mean, you're curious so that's the way i mean you we spent crazy amounts of time shopping for each other and the wrapping i mean we had some various serious right there was a competition amongst my mom and her two sisters about who wrapped uh, the prettier present <laughs> i mean there was definitely and it was aunt sandy the one who didn't have any kids that generally had the fanciest bows on her because she had the time because she had the time right exactly. and they and when you put that amount of time into Getting yes, someone a gift that you think that they will love. Right. You want to have that moment. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. But if if you've got a lot of kids and you buy a lot of, you're one of those parents that buy them a lot of things, you're going to be there a long time. That's going to be a long day. It would take a couple hours. Right. But yeah, but it was different the next on We would do all of that on Christmas Eve after church and after dinner. And then Santa came on Christmas Day. and that oh, was That's funny. Little. That's exactly that was, what we did. We would go yeah. to our aunts on Christmas. Yeah. We would be after church. We'd go to our aunts. We yeah. would just tear in. She oh. let us tear into them. But yeah. then the next morning at our house, we were opening our presents. We had to you do the it whole. Yeah, because yeah, Santa's a little bit more of a free-for-all. That's just the kids, and they can go crazy.
all they want. That's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. 23% of people are planning to make a holiday purchase based on social media. Really? Oh, yeah. We get targeted. With, you do. We get targeted with some really good stuff in this room. It's That's unclear. <laughs> are they taking the bait on ads or mm-hmm. influencers, or are they just copying family and friends? That part is unclear, yes, but it could yes, be a combination yes. of all those things. <laughs> yeah. I know it's so funny sometimes because we talk about so many things in this room, and then the afternoon show and Molly and Kay, everybody talks about so many different things in this room. Right. When we p- open up, like when I open up our Facebook, I'm like, oh. Ooh, I wonder who was talking about this. This meditation lamp looks awesome. Yeah. And then I'll say to Jen, Jen, did you see the new shirt that blah, blah, blah oh, has out yeah. for the Bengals? Or did and you see boom. these new bu- boots? There it is. We're always shopping in here. Mm. Maybe not you. Yeah. Just us. <laughs> All right. We got to take a quick break. Coming up, we got second date update. But first, Denise Johnson, standing by. She's got your latest. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Daniel went on a date with Christina. She's not calling him back. And we're going to try to figure out what went wrong and maybe get him a second date here. Hey, Daniel, what'd you do? How are you guys? Good. Do you feel like, do you know what you did? No, no, of course not. Okay. (laughs) Well, I read your email. So for the benefit of our audience, tell them what happened and we'll take it from there. Okay. I'm like already embarrassed and we haven't even gotten to anything yet. Can't believe you have people do this every day. (laughs) Kind of crazy. Every day. Uh, Okay, so I met Christina on Tinder. I went to her place. Uh, She made dinner for us, and then... That was your first date? Yeah, yeah. Mm, That's brave of her, having somebody like a stranger over at your house. Yeah. Did did you kind of sort of get to know each other a little bit before? I mean, were you talking on the phone or exchanging text messages a bunch? Yeah, I mean, we texted a few times. I mean, this was her idea. We could have gone out or whatever, and she was like wanted to cook so i said i was like okay sure why not i went over to her house i mean we had drinks we got drunk and i ended up staying the night but it definitely didn't feel or seem like it was a one-time hookup did that feel like that was kind of the plan out of the gate i mean for you know there to be a hookup and you spend the night i mean it wasn't my plan i was like okay with it um (laughs) he was just rolling with it He's like, wait, you want to cook me dinner? Great. <laughs> well, do you assume? I mean, I feel like not everyone, but most people I know, if they heard, I'm going to someone's house and they're going to cook me dinner and this is our first date. Yeah, probably they're being invited over to that house for another reason as well. I would have been happy with just the dinner. Yeah. She was driving the whole thing. I mean, I wanted to take her out to dinner, and she really wanted me to come over so she could cook for me. She kept talking about it. And I was like, okay, fine. No problem. And then she made all the moves. You know, I mean, I, I like, went along with it, and I got into it. It was really good. But it was... It was definitely like her, like driving the whole thing, okay. but it definitely felt like we were clicking, and she was really cool. I really liked her. I thought it was something that was going to go beyond that. Um, I don't know, uh, but I mean, everything went well. Like nothing was like 
went wrong that night for sure. I know for sure. Did you stay the whole night or did you slip out after that? Nope. Stayed the whole night. The whole night. She woke me up in a really nice way. Like, wow. After like an hour of that, she made me coffee. You know, she gave me a pastry <laughs> and <laughs> like we like, you know, we talked, we hung out for, you know, a little bit. And then, and then I left in the morning. But, that, you know, when I left, everyone was happy. Like, it was a great day. And it was definitely, like, I'll call you again. What are you doing this week? What's your week like? Like, you know, can't wait to see you again. That was really fun kind of thing. Okay. And then no response. Huh. I don't know. Maybe she was only interested in, like, a one-night thing, thing, but it didn't seem like that at all. No, because it sounded like you were making tentative plans. Yeah, it was just kind of seemed like, you know, let's – the way we were talking and stuff like when we were having dinner definitely seemed like we're both kind of looking to date not just hooking up i mean I, it's tinder so you know but yeah that's i don't know that's that feels very intimate to me when someone invites you into their home to cook you dinner like is she a maybe is she a chef either like professional or just considers herself to be you know a really good cook she's a good cook uh, she's not a professional chef or anything but she's like she definitely enjoys cooking she has all this cool nice cookware and stuff it's like something she's into okay. i mean some would argue sex is a form of intimacy and it is but cooking you dinner at her house <laughs> holy mackerel well maybe is, is she a... just a one-night stand you know is she a homebody, too? I mean, some people don't like to go out. Uh, she doesn't really seem like it. I mean, she's not working from home. I mean, she has a job. She's, like, back at office kind of thing. And so maybe life she, outside of her house. I really think she just wanted to cook for me. I think that's, like, her, her thing. So well, I, I, I mean, don't know. It's a great opportunity to really, if you're comfortable with it, it's a great opportunity to really get to know somebody because the distractions are limited. Mm-hmm. You know, you are really forced to focus on the person that you are there with. And she gets you in her environment to see how you fit in and how you react to the way that she lives. Yeah, uh, but now and I was even like, okay, next time I'll take you out, kind of thing. And so it was definitely like, like I said, it seemed like we're gonna do this again. That's there nice. was talk of a next time, and everything you know yeah. it seemed you would rate your performance as. Uh, you know, it was the first time, but I would rate it as like my performance was not the problem. Like I definitely know that. Okay. We got to take a break here. So, Daniel, when we come back, we'll call Christina, try to get her perspective on how that night went, and hopefully make that second date happen as second right. date update continues. Yeah, hang on. We'll do it next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. So Daniel met Christina on Tinder. I tell you what, this is brave for a first date. When you invite a man to your house who you've never actually met in person into your home, cook dinner for him, assuming he's not a rapist or a murderer. You sure hope. Yeah. What did she make for you? It was like a chicken and pasta kind of thing. We had like a salad. She like made hors d'oeuvres too. Like oh. we like came in. She, it was like a whole thing. Lovely. She had like charcuterie and like we drank some wine. Mm. No, we drank martinis and then we drank wine. That's kind of how we got kind of drunk. But then nice. we, we had like a like a salad course. Um, 
So a like, multi-course meal. Oh, yeah. She was, like, definitely into this. Yeah. Wow. And then, not to kiss and tell, but you guys hooked up that night. You stayed the whole night, woke up the next morning, and it sounds like there was a part two to that. Correct. Okay. So you left feeling really good about it, and then you reach out and radio silence from her. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Got it. You ready to call her? Yeah. Okay. And anything else we need to know before we talk to her? No, I mean that's the whole that's the whole story. Okay. Hello. Hi, Christina. Yeah. It's Jeff and Janet, Q one oh two. How are you? Hey. Oh my god, I listen to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we, we heard. Yeah, you guys are great. Oh my God. Thank you. Thanks. Like, I, I just seriously hope that you guys are not calling me for the second date update show. Oh, why? Are you <laughs> avoiding someone? Are you hiding from someone? Oh my God, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, lucky day. Would that be bad? Are you seeing more than one person? I mean, no. Like, I know exactly what this is about. You know what this is about and who this is about? Yeah. You know this is about Daniel? Yep. Are you intentionally avoiding him? Yeah, I was, but he decided to get you guys involved. So, I mean, he's going to be super embarrassed, but what he did was so freaking weird. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't wait. Like, I've honestly never seen anything like it. Well, you didn't say anything to him when he was there, so... Yeah, because I didn't know until after he left. Okay, he went in my bathroom, peed, and then he wiped his on my shower curtain. Like, all over it. Like, drying it off. And it wasn't... I'm not talking about a dab. Like, it was a full-blown rub all over it. And this was my favorite shower curtain ever. And I had to throw it out, and I've looked for it. They've discontinued it. I can't find it anywhere. And wait. Hold on. <laughs> I'm still on he rubbed his dick on your shower curtain. Yeah. Like, like was he holding to- on to it, and was he, like, writing his name on it, or was he? I mean, you would think so. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like, it's all over. Like, I went in. I could smell something, and yeah. He peed on it, or he wiped it to cleanse himself? Yeah, it was like he was, like, wiping off on it, but he wasn't finished with his business, so he was, like, dr- like, like, uh, I, I don't even know what it, the terminology is, but basically, like, dribbling all over it, or, like, ugh. The post-pee drips? Yes. Dr- yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> We'll so so that, you man. walked in there and you smelled it or how did you discover that? How did yeah, how did you know he did that? I did not do this. Why are you even making that up? Yes, you did. Because I have it on video, the whole thing. I timed it. You spent thirty seven seconds rubbing your all over my shower curtain. What? hold on, you have a camera in your bathroom? What? I have this. You're other recording guy in your bathroom. So I put a camera in there. Why did you put a camera in there? Because I had this weird guy. Well, I didn't know he was weird, but I had this guy do some weird stuff in there once. So that's why I put it in there. I don't even think that's legal. You like can't just <laughs> okay, kill I don't people think it's legal to rub there. your on somebody's shower curtain. I don't know what oh you're my talking God. about. 
I don't know what's better. This I've never heard of Jeff's either reaction. of these things ever happen. Okay, so on one hand, we have a guy who cleans his d- off on someone else's <laughs> shower curtain. <laughs> and it's discovered by someone who evidently keeps a video camera in the bathroom. <laughs> this is the first something weird has happened to me. I obviously don't have the best judgment of men, so I need this to help me. <laughs> you evidently have great judgment in shower curtains <laughs> yeah. that everyone wants to get at it. Ooh. I gather, Daniel, you didn't see the camera in the bathroom. No, and I'm like really creeped out. Why would you be looking for so, one in the bathroom? Who does that? So I've never heard of that. Weird. So she's got proof of you doing this. So you obviously did it. So was it because there wasn't a towel? Because you didn't want to find some toilet paper? Because you didn't shake long enough? Were you marking you got, your territory? You got a fetish for like this type of thing like what's the response now that we know that you actually did do this i don't think i did i don't remember remember any of this I don't want to, certainly don't want to see any camera footage of it. Oh, so are we going to go with you're so drunk you don't remember doing it? I, I guess. I, I don't think I did. I think you're making this whole thing up. I don't know. Maybe there's another reason or something that this is weird. I would have gone with, I was so drunk I thought it was a towel. Yeah, he's saying this is weird. How weird is it that you rubbed your d- on my shower curtain for 37 seconds? I think you both There's no weird. second date. There's no going back from that. <laughs> that is, I just can't, I mean, I... So every time, like, somebody comes over to your house, do you go back and check, like, the camera footage? That's so illegal. Okay, no, I do not. But when weird happens, like it has before, then I check. And I could smell something. And it was still, like, a little bit damp. And I was like, no way. There's no way this is what I think it is. I thought you peed directly on it. Like, there was that much pee. The only reason I looked at the footage is because I knew something weird happened. And that's the only time I ever look at it. It's for my protection. You can't film people in a bathroom. There's no way you can do that. That's so weird. Is it it illegal if it's in your house? I don't know. I don't know how this works. I don't know. But now every time I go to someone's house, I got to look for cameras in their bathroom. Yep. Good idea. That's like so creepy. It's so creepy rubbing your d*** on somebody's shower curtain. How is this getting deflected to me? You're the shower curtain d*** rubber. (laughs) Jeez. I cannot... I have heard it all. Oh, you kids. You kids. I think you both are a little odd, and I say this with love. I don't know. That's filming somebody in your bathroom is crazy. I, I don't know. Maybe something happened after we had sex or whatever, but that's like, I was like trying to clean up. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember doing anything like that. That's just so weird. And yeah, like, you're right. Being... It is so weird that you did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh... Never mind. <laughs> We've reached an impasse. We have. Well, I wish nothing but the best for both of you. I'm yeah, just like I mean, you so can see what these... confused and embarrassed now. I have no idea what this is. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. On your way? Um, 
I'm on my way to work right now. How's the traffic where my you are? Give, it, give us your 20 and an update on the traffic situation where you are. Okay, well, I'm in College Hill, yeah. and there's not much traffic at all, and I'm pulled over. Oh, good. Well, You pulled over so you could talk to us. You haven't been pulled over by a cop, and you're talking right. to us. Right. No, no. I yeah. pulled over, and I'm going to be late for my first bell, but my students are going to be excited that I'm on the radio. Oh, cool. this is great. <laughs> and what grade do you teach? I teach 12th grade. Okay, senior. First so bell. they can take care of themselves I for a minute. It. Yes. <laughs> all right. It's not like you're leaving a bunch of six-year-olds just running wild. Oh, God, I would never. Is is first bell an actual bell, or is it the electronic boom, boo? So, no, it's an actual, no, it's electronic, and it sounds the same every day. It's electronic. We used to have a bell, and they replaced it with this tone that that sounds like you're boarding a subway. Oh. Weirdest thing. Yeah. I think we all have a little bit of PTSD from the sound. Yes. A little bit. (laughs) Just a smidge. Well, let's get a move on so you're not too late. So, all right, cool. This is how it works. 30 seconds to answer the 10 questions. The kids are checked out anyway. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, holiday break. Is today their last day before break? Yes, yes, okay. it's our last day. I made them a bunch of spaghetti. Oh, nice. Oh, fun. Aren't you nice? I mean, I want yeah. you to be my teacher. That's great. <laughs> You're late. You bring food. It's great. Red it's sauce awesome. and everything? Everything, even the Parmesan cheese. Wow. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're my favorite teacher. (laughs) Thank you. It was Mr. Kelly, but now it's you. Not anymore. All All right. right. Let's try to win you some money. You got the letter M. M. So you'll have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with M. And if you do that without repeating any of your answers, you get the money. Biggest piece of advice that we can give you is to pass quickly. But again, you know, that's up to you. You do what feels good to you, okay? Sounds good. Great. We got 30 seconds on the clock. I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. So here we go with the letter M. Name something you do on a Friday night. Mow the lawn. Something you shake. Medicine. Something black. Model T. A verb. Mate. Something you cut. Mushrooms. Something you plug in. Machine. A cocktail. Mojito. A college class. Microbiology. A mascot. Um, Mustang. A country. Oh, oh my God. God. Did she get nine? I she got nine. I think you no. said nine. Forget, you oh, yeah, nine. you're right. It is nine. <sighs> It you is nine. nine. It's two days in a row. She got hung up oh, on wow. number one. Um, yeah. She said, what did you say? Something you do on a yeah, Friday, Friday night? I said, meet up with friends. Make out. Make yeah, out. Make out. Yeah, 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 mow the lawn. Well, oh, if you want to mow the lawn on a Friday sure, night, I guess not? that's up to you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not as oh, hot gosh, outside. You so close. So close. I know I'm so sad, but I'll try again. Those are great answers. Those, Those are, are really teacher answers, answers yeah, man. Totally. You can tell this woman oh. thinks for a living. <laughs> well, listen, listen. I play categories every single day of my life. Oh, oh do you go. really? Oh yeah, I, I train for this. <laughs> oh yeah, you sure do. Is that what? Is that why you play categories? No, I okay. grew up playing categories. It's it. like one of my okay. favorite games. All right. Well, I was going to say, are you, have you been like purposely playing that game just to get warmed up in case you got on one? There are people that do things like that. That's proof that it works. Yeah, no kidding. That's oh great. All right. No, I am sad, but um, I won the best friend game a few years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very I cool. missed that. Yeah, that was fun. 
That well, was fun. Well, enjoy your spaghetti meal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Have a good day. It was Thank great you talking too. to you. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right. See you, bye. Well, I'm excited today because we uh, we had a mom and pop spot. So today's mom and pop spot, we talked to Jacob, who he uh, is representing Tri-State Compounding Pharmacy and Kunkel Medical. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, so we talked to him a little bit about, you know, what a compounding pharmacy is versus, say, just any pharmacy. And he sort of explained it as best he could. And we are we're always looking for a unique type of business that maybe we haven't done before. It's not a guarantee we won't repeat a business, but in this particular case, we had never done a compounding pharmacy before. And after Tim left the room to go produce the mom and pop spot, Jen says to me, I don't know how he's going to pull this one off. Yeah, this you know, is good. This is I can't wait to one. see what he comes up with I here. I said the same as I walked out of the studio. Side note, I would like to say hello to Rachel Spalding. She sent us a message on the... Uh, on the Facebook, and she wrote an entire three-part jingle that I did not see until I'd already oh, completed it. Oh, man. Did for this, for this pharmacy? Yeah, she's Might like... have to redo this. When you have a script to fill, it's not your average pill. No one can supply it. No one can buy it. When your meds got you stressing, Tri-State Compounding is not messing. They will wow. solve your medical needs. Whip up a topical for those knees. <laughs> I love that. Amoxicillin's not your flavor. They can mix something you savor. Oh, God, that's right. Jacob used to take amoxicillin. Rachel! Right? That's pretty so. good. Oh, God, that's funny. But you didn't get that until after you produced yeah, the Mom and Pop we, Spot. We did something a little different. All right. Well, Jacob, we hope you like it. Jacob is back with us now. It's oh, been boy. about an hour since we last spoke with him. And uh, I, I can only say this. None of us have heard it. Tim's the only one that's heard it because he did the final mix down. But we all went in and we did our individual parts. And by the time I went in there... Jen and Fritch had already done their part, and I, I said to Tim, I'm like, did they sing again? He goes, let me just say that <laughs> I think this is the best jingle we've ever done. And also, um, in Tim's defense, I will say, Jeff, he wanted to bring you in on it, and I said, no. Just sing with us. Let's make it a surprise for Jeff. Because <laughs> we do kind of feel like you've been pouting lately because you don't ever get to sing. I know. So next week, maybe you can Well, sing. some would argue I'm the only one that can carry a tune, but just saying. You have the only person I've ever heard say that. Okay. <laughs> well, Jacob, I leaned in a little to the history of uh, Tri-State Compound Pharmacy as Kunkels, but uh, I, I hope you like it. And remember, awesome. it I'm excited. It costs nothing. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Let's okay. give it a shot. See what you think. Kunkel's and Tri-State Compound Pharmacy has been around Cincinnati's east side since 1939. What is a compound pharmacy? Our pharmacists can combine, mix, or alter ingredients of a drug to create a medication tailored to the needs of an individual patient. Plus, everything else you need from your pharmacy. Fitness, nutrition, vitamins and supplements, personal care, sexual wellness, and home medical needs. Tell your doctor to send your prescription to Kunkel's and Tri-State Compound Pharmacy. Don't get drugs from your uncle. Just call Kunkel's. Next to Panera Bread on Beachmont, just east of Five Mile. The strongest drug of all, knowledge. Don't get drugs from your uncle. Just call Kunkel's. 513-624-7333. TristateRx.com. And don't forget, don't get drugs from your uncle. Just call Kunkel's. What do you think, Jacob? 
Oh, that was awesome. There you go. I love it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It's fun. It's good. It's fun. Yeah. Girls are definitely better on that than I would have been. (laughs) You could have added some. Can I give a shout out to my awesome pharmacist there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Joyce Kramer, Lily, and Gene. They're awesome. Same way with Chad and Sarah. Joyce, Lily, Gene, Chad, and Sarah. Get ready yep. to be busy today, friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're going to have a line well, going out so the much. door. Uh, I'm excited. That's good. Hope you well, hope you, you had as much fun with this as we did. Oh, I did. Good. But the beautiful part is, you know, as we always tell people, and as we mentioned, you can go back and listen to it as often as you like yeah. on our website, yep. WKRQ.com. Click the Jeff and Jen page, and then there's a little mom and pop button and all of them are right there with links to each of the businesses website as well and i like rachel's jingle as well yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty good pharmacy that's, pretty that's good. another independent independence are very few and far between yeah nowadays. yeah you yeah. might have to sub out a rapper and have him produce something yeah, for you that's true to compliment that yeah mm. maybe tim and m comes back for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. You guys as well. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Take it easy. All right. Well, we got big news yesterday. We were at our company Christmas party, and uh, typically, you know, we eat, we drink, we're merry, and we were. We play games, but there was this breaking news. We learned that Coney Island is closing at the end of this year, and here to tell us all about it, Rosemary Morning joins us live on the phone. Good morning, Rosemary. Rosemary. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. So good to hear your voice. It's good to talk to you, too. It's been a hot minute. I know. You've been behaving yourself? I've been trying. It's... They're definitely keeping me busy over here. Yeah, it sounds say. like it. Jeez Louise, what is going on? So, as you said, we made a big announcement yesterday, and we're, we're pretty excited about it, um, but I... I do understand that it's being met with some hesitation. I spent an hour last night going through a bunch of comments and I just want to say that we understand like when change involves something that is intertwined with people's childhoods and growing up that sometimes it's not always met with open arms, but we really think that this is a good thing. And um, Mm -hmm. I just want to clear up that we MEMI and the CSO did not close Coney Island. Coney Island ceased operations and we purchased the property. So I think that's important for people to understand. Mm -hmm. And just as Paycor Stadium and the arena are uh, are in need of upgrades, Riverbend is celebrating 40 years. And if we want Cincinnati to stay competitive with other big markets, we need to continue to change with the times. And we think that this new venue is doing exactly that. So with that said, I mean, what we announced is we're building a $118 million state-of-the-art gorgeous amphitheater that will have all the top-notch upgrades, highest technology for lighting and sound. It's going to elevate the music lovers' concert experience with different viewing areas. And um, it's just, I think it's going to be really good for the city. And it's going to make us a must market. It's not yeah. going to be a question of should we play Cincinnati? It's going to be when we play Cincinnati. Because things. we miss out on a lot of shows yeah. as it is because we we lack uh, the the outdoor uh, the, an outdoor venue of this size, right? 
Well, it will be comparable in size, but it will be to your point though, Jeff, it will, it's going to be artists are going to, they like the new shiny toy too. Mm -hmm. And they want to be the first to play something. I mean, look at the sphere in Vegas, my God. So um, I think that if we build it, they will come and artists want to experience like top of the line venues as well. No Mm -hmm. question. But Coney Island was going to close anyway. Right? Coney Island ceased its operation and we purchased the property. Okay. So this has been in the works then for a while. I can't speak to timeline (laughs) or any of the ins and outs of the actual business transaction. But um, but we're really excited and we hope people um, are excited as well to to look, you know, towards the future and create, you know, we're, we're creating a venue that we hope that people's children and their children will create memories here and they'll be talking about remember that concert I went to see you know at at this venue so but river oh go ahead yeah well I'm just I'm just incredibly impressed that nothing like leaked you have to give credit to the people that are involved in this transaction because I never heard any whisperings about any of it yeah it was a surprise to all of us yeah I think that's why everybody's just like usually, you know, there's a rumble or a rumor. Well, they they closed the rides down a few years ago. They changed the insurance. They closed the diving boards. I mean, I think the writing was a little bit on the wall here. But I think what you should do is some people have so many great memories at Coney through the years. Maybe there's a Coney Island beer garden area or something that can be put into the design. The Coney Island Suites. Brilliant idea. A little little throwback tribute. I don't know. Just something like that. Do you have a number on how many people the new combined venue can accommodate so it's um the new venue the new amphitheater is going to be comparable in size to what riverbend is but riverbend is not going to be torn down it's going to operate business as usual for next summer and then the summer after that our goal is to open the new venue in spring of 2026 however with the addition of this new venue what it's going to create is a -a one-of-a-kind music and entertainment campus so by utilizing the stage of the new amphitheater the already existing pnc pavilion as well as riverbend music center as it sits today we're creating a permanent um entertainment campus that we can do special events and festivals i don't i don't believe anything else exists like it in the united states right now usually festivals are done out in fields Mm -hmm. we have an infrastructure that has permanent bathrooms and concession stands and and with three permanent stages that's a pretty unique concept yeah i mean i'm thinking about that like in comparison to say Lollapalooza in chicago where they set that up in grant park but i mean none of it's permanent you know all of that they have to sort of build out every year and then tear down and then and even those, they have like one big main stage and then all these little piddly stages around it right here you're gonna have three huge stages Exactly. Yeah, so it, cool. I mean, it's it's exciting, and we're excited about it, and we hope that you know people realize that this is. I mean, we want to put we want to put Cincinnati on the map. It's already on the map, but we want to keep it there and and just make it the top of everyone's conversation. Oh my God! Do you know they're already plotting and planning some kind of massive music festival? They've yes. already got it in the works. I bet they get the date selected. <laughs> they may even have artists lined up. I, I wouldn't put it past them for a second. Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, it. it's all happening right here. It's all happening. <laughs> exactly. We're open to suggestions. Yes. About, oh my God. How far do artists typically? Book, Far out. Yeah. book out. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, as if you look at Niall Horan, we put that show on sale last May for this upcoming June. So they're wow. booking tours like 12, 14, 16 months out in advance these days. Yeah. Um, so Crazy. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're excited. I'm well, excited. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the end of an era, but the beginning of a new one. It is. And that's exactly how we're looking at it too. And again, change is not always easy, but sometimes it's, it's necessary. Right. No question. Wow. Well, thank you for breaking it down for us. Yeah. And uh, at least you probably don't need to clear up the confusion between Coney Island, New York and Coney <laughs> Island, Cincinnati, that some people were mistaken from the Taylor Swift song. That's so funny. This is true. <laughs> yeah, funny. And I think, uh, you know, when we we will be hearing, why does that show always go to Louisville or Columbus? Yeah. Way less. Yeah. I Agreed. Agreed. We're, yes. So I appreciate you guys having me on and, and talking about it. And I'm sure we'll be talking more about this in the months and, and weeks to come. Oh, yep. for sure. All right. yep. Rosemary Mooring, cool. always good having you. Yep. Thank you, guys. Happy holidays. Hey, Happy you holidays too. to you as well. Tell yeah. Jim we said hi. Yep. Oh, yeah. There she goes. Now you know. Wow. I was busy. I was so glad that we could talk to her, though. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday when we were all at lunch, it was like, this is happening. This is happening. And there were so many questions like, is PNC stay, staying open or is this staying open? And I shot her a text. I was like, will you come on and clarify some stuff tomorrow? You have some explaining to well, do. There's yeah. just so many questions. Yeah. I think it's going to be really, no, it'll be great. really exciting. That's awesome. Yep. Oh. Well. All right. Well. This James Freeze bling in a box. It's your chance to win your share of $10,000 in James Free jewelry. I've been hiding boxes for a couple of weeks now all over the tri state, and we are on the fifth and final box right now. And I can tell you that this particular box is worth $3,000 in James Free jewelry. So you may want to listen to the clues. You may want to walk around, see if you can find this box. Okay? So I will review the first four clues. We're all the way to clue number five. So you should be getting closer. So I'll review and then reveal the new one. The final box. Yes, it's time. Your last chance. One fi- one more rhyme. You better be sharp to take this on. In this game, don't be a pawn. It's not a building, but there's a wall. It's pretty wide and fairly tall. Drive by slow and you may spot it. Grab the box and yell, you got it. A place to go when you're young and free. This is a spot where you might go pee, walk around, check out the sights. You should be okay if you're afraid of heights. Don't look high. Keep your eyes low. It's not a concert or a kind of show. But someone stands at the front of the room. Many are enthralled, a few sensing doom. All right. Here's your new clue. You don't need to spend the five bucks. There's nothing quite like a good pair of chucks. Tucked in tight, a quaffed little bush. Careful, don't trip and fall on your tush. You don't need to spend the five bucks. There's nothing quite like a good pair of chucks. Tucked in tight, a quaffed little bush. Careful, don't trip and fall on your tush. Go find it. If nobody does, we'll have another clue here on Monday morning at 640 and on James Free's Facebook page at 635. Coming up next, the five rudest things that you can do at a company hall. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.